Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, uplifting support for your grief and healing journey. We're here to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence so that you can build a life of purpose and joy. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Certified Grief Coach. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 89, Emotional Flexibility. You know that for the last few weeks, I have been starting the episode with a book report. And the book report this week is just a reminder that July 14th, the book will be live. It will start to ship and pre-orders are available now on Amazon. Next week, I'm doing a podcast interview for the publisher and I'll be doing some other promotional work with them. And so things are just moving along. If you haven't already purchased your copy, just go to Amazon. You can search my name, Julie Clough, or the title of the book, Miracles in the Darkness. You'll see the beautiful cover with the lighthouse on the front and that's the book and you can pre-order and the cool thing about Amazon is you don't actually they don't actually charge you until they ship the book and they give you the best price <laughs> so if for some reason the price goes down between now when you pre-order and when it ships then you will get the lower price if it goes up you get the price that you pre-ordered at so it's kind of a win-win We do have a workshop coming up July 7th, or sorry, July 9th. I had a seven in front of me and I got mixed up. July 9th is a Thursday evening, 6.30 to 8.30 Mountain Time. These workshops are great. We get a chance to really dive into some things, to really look at some things related to grief and rebuilding. And we'll be talking about how grief affects the brain in July and what you can do about it and the gifts of grief. Maybe you didn't even know there were gifts of grief, but right now, this week, it ends on Friday. So Friday, this is going live on June 24th and Friday the 26th, this code will be no longer. So right now you can grab your ticket for 70% off. The link is in the show notes. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash B-L-A-L capital J-U-L-Y. That's B-L-A-L July with a capital J. Okay, so we're going to be talking about emotional flexibility. Emotional flexibility allows you to review the past with flexibility. It allows you to change how you feel about things. It allows you to be okay with feeling negatively about something while at the same time, you still want to shift to the positive. So you can feel negatively about something, but instead of piling negativity on top of that, because you'd feel bad about feeling bad, you can, you can experience the feelings that you have. You're emotionally flexible. Emotional flexibility keeps your emotions moving instead of stuck. So we're going to talk about like how, how we get stuck emotionally and how we keep moving because we all experience trauma and it's easy to become emotionally stuck. So let's talk about how to remain emotionally flexible even after a trauma and avoid getting stuck. I like this quote from, I'm trying to find it real quick from Uh, Lisa, Dr. Lisa Firestone, she, she tells us that we all have experienced trauma. This is what she said about it. A trauma can be defined as any significant negative event or incident, 
or incident that shaped us. It can emerge from any impactful instance that made us feel bad, scared, hurt, or ashamed. By this definition, we have all experienced some degree of trauma in the process of growing up and in the process of life. We all experience trauma. And so it's important for us to recognize what we can do about it. And what is emotional flexibility? It's the opposite of what author Carol Dwick calls a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset, this is her um, definition, in a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. And so they spend their time documenting their intelligence or talent instead of developing them. So they have this fixed mindset that, If at age 25, I know how to play the piano and I am a computer engineer, those are my talents and there's nothing more available to me. And there's no more ability for me to increase my talent or to increase my brain or to pick up new traits, new skills. That is the, the, this, that's the fixed mindset. That's the mindset that says, this is it. This, this is set in stone. And this is it. That the, your basic qualities like intelligence and talent are simply fixed traits. Whereas the growth mindset she describes as in a growth mindset, people believe that their most basic abilities can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. So we have this certain level of smarts or this certain level of skill, and that's the starting point. She goes on to say, this view creates a love of learning and a resilience that is essential for great accomplishment. Resilience. And that's where emotional flexibility comes in. Because emotional flexibility means you have developed the ability to not fight your emotions, to realize that emotions are just clues and that there is no emotion that you can't experience and handle. Some emotions obviously are more pleasant than others, but an emotion is just an emotion. Did you know that even even the feelings of happiness can be painful? When we when we've experienced a hard loss and especially when we've lost someone we love or we're going through trauma because of a of a bad relationship experience. Even when we feel happiness, it's painful because we resist the happiness. Our painful emotions can feel threatening and exhausting, but they're less so if we can remind ourselves it's just an emotion. When something bad happens, it becomes a barrier that says, don't do this or try this anymore because you saw what happened. If you do it, you'll be hurt. For example, relationship trauma or divorce can make us unwilling to develop new relationships or even marry again. It can cause us to form beliefs about marriage that aren't true or helpful. I started thinking about emotional flexibility when I saw a graphic from Dr. Ben Hardy that said, the past is flexible. We have a rigid idea of the past. We think this particular thing happened and I felt this way and it affected me in this way and this is the result and that's it. But what if we changed? 
What if you changed and learned and you grew and you saw it differently? What if you could choose to feel differently about it? Even though in the past you felt one way, what if you could choose to feel differently? What if you could allow your emotions to be flexible? You could learn and grow and experience that flexibility of your emotions. Instead of believing this happened, which caused my feeling of anger or fear or whatever, and that's the way you're always going to feel about it, what if instead you thought this happened and I felt anger and fear, but then I gained new understanding and now I feel peaceful about it or accepting? That's available to you. It doesn't happen over the night, overnight. It may not happen for months but it's available to you. Dr. Ben Hardy wrote an article about becoming emotionally stuck. He described that when bad things happen, we can become fearful and rigid, and it can cause us to back off from life and stop experimenting and experiencing new things. He suggested that when we become emotionally stuck or rigid, that our personality stops developing and we become predictable. You may continue to learn, you may continue to develop mentally, but emotionally you are stuck and you remain at the same emotional level you were at when you got hurt. He also suggested that a good way to examine your level of emotional maturity is how often are you willing to step outside of your comfort zone. Not surprisingly, as people age, they are more fearful of trying new things, but no matter what age, a child is often far more willing to try new things than an adult is. We've all seen this, right? An adult feels like they have to know all of it before they try something new. They have to, somehow they have to go from never having done something to being able to do it perfect. (laughs) That's a perfectionism issue too. And a child is willing to try something even if they don't know the outcome. This is called approximation. This is when we try something and we try to approximate an outcome that we want. And in the process of approximating and practicing, then we're able to attain that skill. But if we're not willing to approximate, to try something, we can never learn that new skill. A child is eager to approximate an activity, an adult less so. Dr. Hardy also says that our brains are designed to predict outcomes. So when there's uncertainty, it signals all the red flags in our brain, which is the stress response. He says, when we're in a new situation, all sorts of physical and emotional red lights start to signal our stress response. What our brain is telling us is we're in uncharted territory. It is your relationship with this experience, your stress response while dealing with new things, your relationship with your stress response that reflects your level of emotional maturity. When you reestablish this relationship, you actually change your memories of the past, but you only change your memory of the past if you don't freeze up because undoubtedly the act of stepping outside your comfort zone and trying something new may trigger negative emotions and memories from the past. You'll try to sabotage yourself. But instead, you want to be psychologically flexible, which means you fully take in the experience and move forward towards your goal anyway. In other words, you feel the fear and do it anyway. What you'll quickly realize is that you can do hard things. You can handle it. That's a long quote, long, long quote. 
But the end is super important. You can handle it and you can do hard things. This is a great thing to remind your brain. You can handle it and you can do hard things. Practice that thought. I can handle it. I can do hard things. Because when we stop learning, when we convince ourselves we can't handle things and we can't do hard things, that's when things get stuck and they get even harder. We think that we are blocking ourselves or protecting ourselves from the hard things, but actually being stuck, really stuck, feels far harder on our psyche than trying new things. Because as people, we are built for overcoming challenges and moving forward. If we stop the progress, we become stagnant. And that's far more uncomfortable than the effort to move forward. Every new experience is an opportunity to learn and grow. Whether that new experience is successful or or what we call a failure, if you have emotional flexibility, you can take the failures and learn from them. Without emotional flexibility, you can't take the failures because you make it mean something about you. You make it mean that you're bad or you're a failure. You are not bad. You are not a failure. You just tried something that didn't work out. If you've experienced a new loss and you're experiencing deep grief, then it is important to slow down and not try to power through. It's important to create the space for your grief and your feelings. This is also a time to remember emotional flexibility. Remind yourself that even though it's hard right now and terribly painful in the moment, it doesn't mean it will always be this way because you can practice emotional flexibility. Your feelings about your experience will change over time. When you try to move forward and you feel uncomfortable, remind yourself that you're figuring it out and it is okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to feel fear. In fact, it's normal. Just add a little bit of courage and keep going until you figure it out. Dr. Peter Levine said, it is how we respond to a traumatic event that determines whether trauma will be a cruel and punishing Medusa turning us into stone or whether it will be a spiritual teacher taking us along vast and uncharted pathways. Dr. Ben Hardy reminds us that fear is never going to go away, but for this you're grateful because you know that this life is an educational experience. I believe there is freedom in knowing the fear will never go away. We can stop thinking that because we're fearful, we must be doing something wrong. If someone suggested I walk on a tightrope across New York City, I would have tremendous fear and I'd pay attention to that fear because my life would be in danger. But most of the time, what we're afraid of is a feeling. Dr. David Hawkins said, courage is the gateway. This is where you start to see life as challenging and exciting instead of overwhelming. So access a little courage. Doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit. Go forward, feel the fear and do it anyway. You may have been listening to my podcast for a while and you've thought, maybe I should talk to Julie. Maybe it would be good for us to work together. Maybe you're thinking, I could use some help 
with my grief and moving forward. If you've been thinking this, take a little bit of action. Schedule your free discovery call. Let's talk. It may or may not be right for you, but let's talk about it because you will never know until you try. If this episode has been helpful to you, will you please subscribe, rate, and review? You guys have a fabulous week. Remember, I believe in you. Love you. Bye.